one. Oh, hi. 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 <laughs> Welcome to uh, Res Hockey. This is episode number 91. 91. Top of your head, who's the, who comes to mind of players that were num- number 91? Nobody. I, I can't think of anyone that for 91. On top hand. of my mind, uh, Sergey Fedorov. Oh. So that's only one I could with, think of. With, with the white Nike skates. The Nike everything. I think he was the yeah. first guy to wear Nike, eh? Mm-hmm. I wish I had Nike. I was too poor to wear Nike. Yeah, me too. So, but, but anyways, uh, yeah, welcome to episode 91 of Res Hockey. I'm Trevor, and uh, with me as always is the... The guy down the street. Guy down the street. Do I call you my right-hand man or just... Sure, I'll do that. Sure. Uh, he's the Anishinaabe uh, yep. version of Borat. Dennis Major. What's up, Bush? Hi, nothing much. I don't know. Hi, how are you? <laughs> I'm gonna watch that movie, I think. Just for <laughs> just just for shits and giggles. Yeah. That's an awesome movie. I like the first one it better is. than the second one. Yeah. La 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 la. You can't touch this. <laughs> Those, uh, do you remember that segment when uh, he caught a ride with those uh, frat boys and they're on a way to like a vacation? They're in the yeah. they're in the motorhome. Those guys got in trouble because one of the questions he asked them is, "Is are there still slaves in America?" And one of the boys, I probably under the influence, or he said, "No, but there's still, but there should be still." Really? I guess, got, I guess they got in trouble for that, like really big, like mad trouble. Wow. Well. Yeah. Well, true, really, yeah. kind of racist, but a little bit, <laughs> a little bit, a lot of racist. <laughs> um, yeah, welcome to episode yep. ninety-one. Thanks 91. for joining the show and hanging out with us for a bit. We have a good show coming up. Yeah, we do. Uh, yeah, we do. Whereas hockey, we are recording on the traditional land of the Anishinaabe. We are on Treaty Three territory. Uh, we recorded in Kenora, Ontario. And uh, Bush is just down the street for me. Yeah, uh, Bush is my neighbor down the block. So, but we're not going to tell you where where we live. But I'm sure a lot of you guys who live in the Kenora area know where Bush lives. So, Party Central, yo. Yeah, yo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Manscaped. Yeah, Manscaped. Manscaped. Uh, Res hockey is brought to you by the one and only, the deadly. Company of Manscape, um, with the ED sound at the end. Manscaped, not Manscaped. Yeah, duh. Duh. Um, one great kit that they have, and we totally highly recommend, is the Performance Package 4.0. It comes with a lot of good gadgets, and it's uh, you can use it in the shower, you could use it. Yep. In the bathroom or in your room, and they supply the paper where you can just put it on the floor and yeah, go to town, man. Go to town. Mm-hmm. Go to town. And uh, it comes with boxers. It comes with a travel kit. I love the travel kit, by the way. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It comes with the nose hair trimmers. That's a, It, it kind of tickles. It's a weird feeling. It's a, dude. Yeah, it's a bizarre feeling, but it's a good but feeling, though. It's a thing. It's a feeling that you just want to keep on. You keep trying. It's just it's like, <laughs> yeah, that feels but uh, yeah, it's it's a great company. They have a lot of great kits on their on their website, www.manscaped.com. 
Shopify.com. And uh, to save 20% and free worldwide shipping, use the code RESHockey when you check out. Save yourself some bucks and some free shipping uh, when you use the code RESHockey. Um when you when you buy a kit and other accessories on their website and and you use our code, it helps us. So, as one of our favorite sayings on the show is, "Help us help you." Yes. So, but thanks for Manscape.com and the and the fellas over there for uh, supporting our show and sponsoring us. So, boom. So head over to their website and buy some buy some accessories, buy some kits. Um, your partner will thank you for uh after after you use their uh their uh product accessories products boom that's the word i was yeah. looking for <laughs> i totally forgot again two weeks in a row i've been slacking really oh. bad i forgot because of the week oh yeah i know um if you want to be because of the week in a future episode or you want to nominate someone shoot us a message on facebook yeah. and we'll uh We'll get the uh, green light and thumbs up and the okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I totally been slacking. So we have no cause of the week again this week. I apologize. It's my fault. Um, it was kind of it was a kind of a hectic day today. Uh, yeah. For those who know me that have me on Facebook on my personal uh, profile, I got hacked today. I got hacked this morning. Um. I guess it was someone from Nigeria that hacked into my Facebook. So I got, they changed my number. They took my number and my changed the password on me. So I couldn't log on for like five hours. It was like the longest five hours of my mm-hmm. life. Um, It felt like it was like, you know, those movies where someone gets kidnapped and you're trying to do the ransom and you're just <laughs> panicking. That's how it felt. Like as if it was, they had my... Like- Profile. Like you're Liam Neeson. I'm gonna find you, and when <laughs> I find you, I'm gonna kick your ass. But the person was in Nigeria, but they're luckily they weren't here in Kenora because yeah, I would have got mad and asked for my password back. But in I had a to polite get manner. Yeah, can I please have my Facebook back, please? <laughs> I kind of need it. Yeah, but it was I felt so helpless. It was a really bad feeling. Was, <laughs> I'd uh, give Facebook a piece of uh. A photo ID of me just to make sure it was me. I had to change my password. Um, but yeah, it was really shitty. And the person had the uh what's the word? The person had the the balls. I'll we'll say balls to go on my Facebook Messenger and ask a bunch of people for money. Um they asked, I think we we're on 12 people. <laughs> um they asked former because uh, of the week Jack Dawson for money, and unfortunately, he, <laughs> he gave money to the person. So That's hopefully, sad. Jack was able to, uh, e- I mean, cancel their his EMT to that person. Um, I had people calling me. Uh, former because because <laughs> of the week Daniel Tom called me and asked me if that was me. Um, Titus Simple, uh, the, one of the coordinators for the res cup he called me this he messaged me to ask me if uh if that was me um who else there was a lot of people that was like did you read the message that i sent to that scammer yeah <laughs> <laughs> my like they asked my brother-in-law Holy. it was crazy man like 
And like the email was stupid. It was like, what was the email again? Okay, hold on, I'll check. It was like a really, uh, the email was baby bug. Like, what? Like, baby bug? It was, uh, but yeah, people were teased. Reno was teasing me after about that, calling me baby bug. (laughs) But yeah, you guys got to be really careful who you respond to on messenger like i thought it was a uh, a buddy one of the former uh guests on our show that was messaging me but i guess he must have got hacked too so yeah so yeah they even asked uh, willie sellers former guest on episode 75 they even asked him for money so (laughs) so be careful of who you give who you associate with and be Ask them questions if they uh um if they seem kind of weird, but yeah, most of the time I won't ask for money. That's most of the time. And now if I was gonna ask for money, I'm, I'm gonna ask, I'm asking more than a hundred bucks. Yeah, well for sure. Yeah, so Bush, you're gonna get a message tomorrow. Like, okay, give me bail uh, money. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bush, can I borrow some money? My uh, my kids need diapers and milk. Okay. What are some of crazy excuses that you heard when people try to ask you for money? Is there anything that just comes to your mind? I mean, that's Not one. A... <laughs> one is like, can I can I uh, borrow money? I want to go to bingo when the numbers are high yep. or the yeah no, the the mega monster bingos yeah. That's I'll that's give, when you that's when you strike a deal. I said, "Oh, if you win, I'm gonna I'll help you sponsor. But if you win, I get a certain percentage." Okay, when okay when it comes to that, say someone you you pay someone's way in a bingo, or you win half, or you pay half. Does that person give you half or give you back what they borrowed from you? That's a, that's talked upon as soon as the cash is as soon as the transaction is. May you make a deal beforehand. If you're nice enough and you're generous enough. Just ask for your money back. So if then they'll it, probably give you a bit more. However, if you agree to 50-50, then it's obviously 50-50. I would go 50-50. Like say oh, yeah. they like a $30,000 jackpot and you give mm-hmm. them 200 bucks. They win all that and they just give you 200 bucks back. 200 bucks. <laughs> just like no extra. He's like, yeah. oh, here's your money. Just 200 bucks. <laughs> I'd go 50-50. But so yeah, next, you're totally yeah, so, right. Yeah, totally. Yep. You go have ahead. to negotiate well not negotiate you got to tell them what you want because it's your money right Mm -hmm. don't negotiate just tell them what you want and how you want it because you could say no right but yeah but yeah back to the excuses i think uh can i borrow 20 bucks i want to go buy a pack of smokes uh yeah the one i just said uh can i borrow some money i want to buy some pampers it's like you don't even have no damn kids and you want to buy pampers You're a single guy. Where does this kid come <laughs> from all of a sudden? Yeah, what? Or uh, what would you say? is like, oh, I want to borrow some money so I can go to a rest tourney, and if I win, I'll pay you back. If I win a rest tourney. If I win. <laughs> <laughs> Watch the player don't even show up on Sunday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, just... I, I don't know. I just today was a long day for me. Yeah. And it's just it was it was hard because like well, I was thinking like all my pictures of mm. my kids and like 
them growing up and all my championship A side pictures and oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> again, like that's what I thought about first. It's like, what if I can't get my profile back? I'm losing so many pictures. Like I had Facebook for like 15 years, so that's 15 years of pictures and. So I think that's the one thing that I was really worried about. And I was like, holy shit, what am I going to do? And the other thing is that our uh, Res Hockey Podcast Facebook page is connected to my profile. And I was like, oh, my God, what if this person screws up our uh, Facebook page and starts yeah. asking for stuff and starts. Oh, GoFundMe. S- yeah. Yeah. Uh, like unfortunately, like I, think, I think people would have. Uh, I think People would have been more apt to give to to us like that. Yeah, so I was more worried about that. Just I was thinking, oh man, I gotta add all these people back again. So it was it was a stressful day. Yeah, but uh, I was able to get it back, and I'm relieved relieved now. So plus, Woo! you were at Palo Island too, where the yeah. reception isn't the best. Yeah, Palo Island. For those who don't know, uh, it's the out. It's uh. On Wajishkonagam First Nation. Um, it's maybe what 10 minutes out, 15 yeah, but... minutes out of town, but we don't get signal. Well, I'm with Tibetel slash Roger, so we don't get the best cell service out there. And well, Bell works, but I don't mm. have Bell. So I was walking around trying to look for a signal with my phone still. Like, <laughs> so it was, I was, it was a stressful day, but. I'm happy to say everything's back to normal, which is good. Um, how was your day today? My day my day wasn't as stressful, but it is getting stressful because the travel arrangements for stuff for NAG is coming up. Ooh. It's a, yeah. Plus, my, my our flights have got changed, altered already. Already? We to, yeah, we were supposed to leave uh, Sunday at 11 and touch down Halifax at like 7 or 8. Now we leave Winnipeg at 3. Oh. And we don't get we don't get until Halifax till one in the morning. Yeah, and that's just oh. getting to the airport at one. Never mind going to the hotel and winding down. When do you leave again? We're Sunday. This Sunday on the sixteenth. Yeah, because the oh. competitions because uh, the tournament starts on the on the follow on the Monday. When's opening ceremonies? Sunday. Oh, oh, you're gonna miss opening ceremonies. Yeah. Damn. I know. Eh? Jeez, eh? Yeah, this that's probably like what they're three hours ahead of us in Nova Scotia, I think, eh? Yep. Three hours? Wow. Usually you're in bed by ten. I know. <laughs> Jeez. But uh are you looking forward to going to Nova Scotia and visit our McMau's brothers yep. and sisters? Mm-hmm. Gonna support them. Yeah. Obviously. Gonna uh gonna Hopefully, some there'll be some good uh, seafood in season. Oh, right? yeah, right, yeah. There's there's seafood must be unreal yeah. there. That's cool. And how long you you leave on the ninth? And when do you come back? We come back on the Monday. Oh, the seventeenth. Yeah, well, the flights, right? That's like I think the flight on Sunday was right in the middle of the closing ceremonies. I'm like, I you gotta watch the closing ceremonies. Yeah, for sure. So I was just kind of juggle it and juggle it and juggle it. And then, uh, well, and then, then otherwise we leave it like 
Sunday morning or Monday morning at like 6 a.m. And no, or something. It was really, it was really odd. So we're leaving, we leave Halifax Monday at 11. Holy shit. Hopefully. You're gone that long. Yeah. Wow. But we got an Airbnb for on the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So that's going to be nice. nice. Yeah. So do, do our laundry and uh, cook our own meals for a little bit. And walk around in your gitch. Be careful. Remember, some Airbnb, Airbnbs have cameras in there. Yeah. <laughs> so be careful when you walk around in your gitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what I forgot to do? I forgot to mention our, our guest for this episode. <laughs> our guest for episode 91, she hails from... Where is she from? Uh... Shit. Sherwood Park, Alberta. <laughs> Sherwood Park, Alberta. <laughs> I had her. I knew it was in Alberta, but I couldn't remember where. She uh <laughs> she currently is a Ford at Northeastern University, uh, which is in Boston, Massachusetts. Yeah. Our guest for this week's show is Taze Thompson. Yeah. I actually didn't want to call her Taz. Taze. <laughs> yeah, great interview with Taze. Uh, her uncle was a guest on our show, Jeremy Thompson. Her dad is an assistant coach with the Philadelphia Flyers and former NHL player Rocky Thompson. So, And she was coached by uh, episode eight guest, Sydney Daniels. So um, that's a cool thing about our, hawk, our our podcast now is like we are getting a lot of like family members on a show, former players and former coaches of each other. So it's almost like a big circle, yeah, like a family circle, right? So, yeah, great interview with Taze. Uh, really, uh, we had some good laughs on the on the show, and that will be earlier. I mean, yep. that would be later. <laughs> <laughs> Just a brain fart, that guy. You know what we <laughs> forgot to do this week? We forgot to eat our can of click. Oh, yeah, that's right. We'll do it next week because we, actually we we have a year. Expiry date. Should we do it the the day before it expires? No, click. Uh, do you think it know. loses flavor? Oh no! Or is I, it just because of the can? Or probably just because of the can? Maybe. Let's wait. Let's eat it in a couple of years. See what happens. <laughs> you Can first. you get? Nothing won't happen. You'll just get real sick. Yeah, you're you sick. You you'll you'll get ever sick. You'll get ever sick. Ever sick. <laughs> How sick are you? Ever sick. I'm ever sick. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, let's eat that kind of click. Well, you okay. leave on Sunday. Yeah. What are you doing this week? Are you doing anything? Uh, I got plans tomorrow night. I'm in Whitefish Wednesday night for work. Um, not busy Thursday, Friday. Let's do it Thursday. Maybe I'll come right. over or you come over and okay. I'll cut the click up. We'll make a sandwich. Um, we'll fry we'll some up. We'll eat it raw and fry it up. And uh, do you use mustard and lettuce, or just no just rye bread? Just <laughs> just bread and click. And well, mustard. Okay, we'll uh we'll do that and we'll record ourselves eating yep. some click sandwiches. <laughs> oh, we'll put it on TikTok and everything. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. Ethan Bear still hasn't signed a contract with an NHL team. 
Uh, what do you think is happening on like on his end with him and his agents? Do you think they're going to negotiate with teams? Are they looking at other leagues? Um, I th- I think they're negotiating. I think they're negotiating. I do really do. I hope so. <laughs> we want to see him play in the NHL again. I mean, look I at Justin Hall though. Why was yeah. Justin Hall signed so quick? And he signed for what over three million dollars a year, and he had yeah. such a horrible season with the Maple Leafs. Well, mm-hmm. like Ethan Bear is a safe, reliable defenseman, and I think he's better than Justin Hall. Absolutely. I mean, I watched Bear play live, and this, that guy made mm-hmm. didn't has didn't make any mistakes that game. He he made it those outlet passes. He was on the penalty kill and power play number two. and But compared to Hall, where that guy was just hated in Toronto and uh, he was oh, booed yeah. out, of, out of Toronto. And like, why, why is, why did he get a contract so fast while Bear's still, still waiting for a contract? Do you think Bear will sign in Europe if it comes to that? I think he wants to play hockey. So I think he's going to do what he wants, do what he has to. He might play in uh, Europe, but I think he's going to play. I think he, I think a North American team is going to sign him. If you had a chance, say you're in Ethan's position, you got a couple of NHL two way deals where you can get sent up and sent up or sent down with an a NHL AHL team. Would you take that, but play most of your time in in the AHL or go play in Europe for more money? Well, today's economy, I'd probably have to go with the money. Like if you can go play, like in a German league, they pay yeah. big bucks there, or or Sweden, they pay big oh, bucks. Plus, you're plus you're you're not playing it in a lower league. Like you're you're playing professional hockey. Yeah, and like those leagues are just as good, like as a, yeah. an American league. Mm-hmm. Plus, they take care of your like they get you a car. They they'll pay your rent. Yeah. They'll pay for your family to come across. Yeah. So you would go to Europe. Make I more would, money yeah. rather than playing in the yeah, AHL. Probably a chance to go play in Europe. Go because it's like uh I follow Judd Blackwater and his mm-hmm. wife Courtney on on Instagram and they do so much traveling during their off days. It's, uh, it's yeah, it is really cool to see like all the things that they they do. They go to different countries and just all that touristy things, right? Well, like I like even I, I like how I see all old old school year like that's pretty cool all that old history yeah like even right? uh Kyle Shagnall went to Europe this year yeah former guest of the show and he all of the pictures that he posted is like wow mm-hmm. and he's he said like a couple hour drive you're in a different country and <laughs> it's uh totally different but I mean he's what is he he's still in his 20s what 20 27 maybe 28 yeah yeah so I mean, if you're not gonna get a get a good deal from an NHL club, go to Europe. Go, go, ex- go live in another country and explore something different, right? Yeah, and play, have a good year over there, and maybe get a NHL contract. But it's always it's always good to have options, and I hope he gets uh, he gets signed. Though it'd be uh, who's looking for like a fifth, sixth defenseman. He'd be he'd be good in Toronto. I'd sign with Toronto. Even of Winnipeg. Course. Yeah. 
I would not go to Edmonton if I was him. The way he was treated, not again. No, he he got thrown under the on a. That's on, how you other people's are kick. <laughs> <laughs> or Ottawa, they're rebuilding. Or maybe go where Brady Keeper is and yep. Auto. I mean uh, Montreal. Hmm, it's uh, there's no rush. I guess you can say, eh? really, mm-hmm. but. That'd be cool. I mean, I'd love to see him in a Leafs jersey, though. Yeah. I would totally get a Leafs And the syllabics? And Cree syllabics. Absolutely. I'd even get one. Yeah. I knew you no. were a Leafs fan. <laughs> <laughs> I never said I wasn't. Yeah, because every time Bush plays, we play hockey, Bush wears Toronto Maple Leaf socks. I have Maple Leaf socks, yeah. So that that's, that's saying a lot. That is saying a lot. <laughs> Uh, let's, uh, let's head over to our interview with, uh, Miss Taze Taze. Thompson. Let's go. Go. Whereas hockey, we'd like to introduce you our guest for episode number 91. She is from Sherwood Park, Alberta, and she's currently a student at Northeastern University in Boston. Uh, Res Hockey would like to introduce you our guest for this week, Miss Taze Thompson. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to chat. I almost called you Taz. Do you get it? Do you get a lot of that? <laughs> that was like my my number one. Yeah, growing up, sometimes um, like when you had substitute teachers or they'd call your name over like a hockey <laughs> intercom, I'd get Taz and I'd be furious. And it, that's so funny. But <laughs> I'd be like, Mom, why did you do this to me? Like <laughs> everyone gets it wrong, but yeah, no, Taze, you got it right, which is good. You know what I had to do earlier in the day? I had to go on YouTube and type your name to see if I could get someone to mention your name because I wasn't sure if it was Taz <laughs> or Taze. So and yeah. I didn't want to make the mistake of insulting you and getting your oh name. Oh my wrong. gosh! So thanks so God. I'm so happy. A... <laughs> I'm so happy you took the time to do that research. That means. <laughs> world to me <laughs> so yeah uh you're a ford at northeastern university how was your uh first year at the school yeah i love northeastern um unbelievable place uh city of boston it's it's a really cool place the coaches and the team and um just everything i can't i don't think i can actually bridge together strong enough words to explain how happy i am there so it was really awesome year um Made it super far. Wasn't the the ending we wanted. We got all the way down to the Frozen Four and just barely lost out there. But um, you know, we're we're excited as ever to get back to it um in August and September. So super excited to be going back. What are you currently studying? I'm studying cognitive psychology with a minor in sports media and communication. So kind of a lot of sciencey stuff. And then um, I just wanted to kind of dabble in and media and communications just as a minor just because I think it's it's good to have I mean you guys are pretty good communicators having a podcast (laughs) and everything so I'm sure you're no stranger to media and stuff so um kind of taking that up as a a hobby I guess as well on an average day or average week how much uh how much homework are you putting in with your schoolwork it depends on the class like some classes 
like if you have a kind of a lab class, like heavy science classes, I feel like you're maybe doing a little bit more. Um, some classes you can get away with maybe not doing as much of the readings and stuff, but um, I'd say like maybe two to three hours a day, like maybe that's, that's overstepping like two hours <laughs> a day, three hours a night. Like usually, usually I try and get all my work done either on the weekend or on an off day or in the mornings of some off days because I I can't do work like once I go to the rink and have lift and then cool down and get back to my dorm or my apartment it's like 9 p.m at this point and I can't read a word <laughs> I can't I can't calculate a number so like I just try and get all that stuff done as soon as possible but maybe two to three hours for the listeners who are wondering like how long is an average class because I know when I went to college it <laughs> like my classes were like long, like three hours. So is oh, your really? yeah. Mine was only fifteen minutes in Bemidji. Stay awake for three hours. When I went to culinary <laughs> school, like my classes were three hours. That's crazy. No, was, on average, yeah. A lecture is an hour and fifteen. Some, if you have like seminars or labs, those are pretty lengthy. Like those can get up to three hours. But I mean, you'll have breaks and and whatnot. But just a normal lecture class is like an hour and 15 wow. about and it goes by pretty fast like especially like the professors where I'm at are, are awesome and they make the classes super excited so I'm never like dreading to get out of there wow sorry were you are you in semester hours or are you in quarters we do semesters so yeah we have a fall semester and a spring semester so four classes each semester that was my Okay, that's when I was in Bemidji State, we did the uh, quarter. So we were in uh, uh, fall, winter, and spring quarter. So that that's why my classes were seems low. They're only like 45 minutes a piece. Because oh they had to grab gosh, a whole bunch awesome. in three months, three, four months, right? But then again, this was <laughs> in the 80s. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is it my turn, Bush? Uh, oh, sure. Okay, I we'll think go. so. <laughs> Uh, you went to Harvard before transferring to Northeastern. How was it adjusting to a new school and a new hockey program? Yeah, it was. Um, I'm super fortunate because I think going to a school like Northeastern, they made it absolutely like just so easy to adapt. Like I never really felt out of place. Like I think the minute I stepped on campus, it just kind of felt like home and all the girls and staff and resources, like everything was so accommodating and supportive. So it was a little bit um, tough, maybe from like a hockey standpoint to learn new systems and learn kind of a new different style of play. Um, it, so maybe in that aspect, it almost felt like I was like repeating freshman year again. Like it was like, <laughs> you have a freshman year and then you're like kind of starting right back to square one. So, I mean, maybe a little bit of an adjustment period, but um, you know, now it's kind of like, I just can't wait to get back there. And and hopefully, you know, I, I feel a lot more confident now that I'm like familiar with the team, my surroundings. And so hopefully that can, um, you know, do us well <laughs> in the future. I was just looking at Wikipedia and the size of your university is huge. There's 36,000 students. Like, how is it? Is it hard to adjust with that big of a campus? Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, um, no. It's loud. It's my dogs playing with something. <laughs> no <way. laughs> I can't. Um, 
honestly, it doesn't feel that big because Northeastern has a really good co-op program. And so what that co-op program is, is for like during six months during the school year, people leave and they're working like full-time jobs that the school is helping them accommodate. So I think that's what's really attractive about Northeastern is they, like you get working paid experience as you're a student. And so a lot of those students in the undergrad are like doing co-ops internationally, like all over the oh, world. Wow. So like these kids are in like Spain and in London and like UK, like, like they're everywhere. So that undergrad isn't just in Boston. It is like all over the world, which cool. is kind of it's super cool because then, you know, kids come back and you're meeting kids that were just in like the Philippines or London. And so um, it is it's definitely a little bit bigger, but um, when you're actually on campus, it does not feel overwhelming or like you're drowning in people. Um, if anything, like I actually feel like Harvard might have been a little bit bigger because everyone's in one condensed place, but Northeastern's kind of pretty spread out. Um, so yeah. How's the the campus food? The food? Yeah. Um, the food I I I'm not picky. Like I'm very much just like give me some veggies, some meat, chicken, <laughs> I'm good to go. Like I'm not picky. Um, so I actually. I mean, I ate the same thing every day. I had like the same bland salad every day, but I was super <laughs> happy with it. I was really happy with it. I and mean, if you were to ask some other people, maybe that are like foodies, like they'd have a, you know, a different opinion. But I like actually eat the same piece of lettuce and chicken every day. And I'm like, good to know. Um, but I'm excited because now going into this year, um, we have a part like me and two other of my teammates have apartments through the school. And instead of getting like a dining hall allowance, our scholarship gives us just straight money for groceries um, instead. So now it's kind of nice because we have like Husky Bucks is what they're called. And we can go to like, um, like Whole Foods or like Star Market, which is like a grocery store. And we, you know, get all of our own food, which I know a lot of girls prefer compared to dining hall food. (laughs) I'm super super excited to actually have a little bit of, you know, flexibility in what I'm eating. Do you, uh, do you cook much? Yeah, I'm, I'm like a big, stickler for cooking and for um you know kind of health and what I'm putting into my body I love that stuff um in the future like I think I'd love to work in dietetics especially like athletics um I plan on minoring like getting a second minor in nutrition so I can go on and get my master's degree in wow. dietetics and nutrition because I love that stuff um so I'm, I'm cooking all the time I love I love um doing all the stuff at home I couldn't do it in the dorms so I was eating <laughs> the dorm food um but it was good for what it was worth i what? i'm gluten free so i like oh, okay. actually don't, i don't eat a lot of like breads and pastas and like stuff that a lot of people are super picky about like i know some people are like oh like, this place has the best pizza and pasta and this <laughs> I, i'm like i don't know what any of that <laughs> i don't eat that so, like, <laughs> so it's a little bit different but if you were cooking for your roommates what's your go-to meal I probably cook like I'm a big like stuffed peppers, like ground beef, stuffed peppers, get some shredded cheese, some spices. <laughs> I love it all. I'll go yeah. on Pinterest. I'll go on Pinterest and see what's trending. Like just whatever, whatever yeah. <laughs> looks, looks palatable to them. I'll <laughs> try and cook up. <laughs> Give us a day in life of a student athlete on game day. Oh, game day. So a lot of us, so game days are Friday, Saturday, and 
occasionally like a Tuesday or something, but mainly Friday, Saturday. And a lot of us purposefully schedule classes so where we don't have class on Friday because like the last thing you want to do is wake up, go to class, two classes and have a game. So a lot of us, um, if you can, try to avoid it. And so game day usually is just wake up, uh, go to the rink. A lot of us kind of do like activation in the morning, kind of some mobility stuff just to get the body moving. And then um, I try and nap. I'm a big napper. Love. I can fall asleep anywhere, anytime. <laughs> My parents like are sometimes concerned because like I'll be having a conversation with someone and then I'll be asleep two minutes later on the couch. So kind of a skill and a curse, but a big nap. And then um, I, I get to the rink really early. Like I'm usually first second person there with one of my goalie friends and um yeah once I'm at the rink kind of have a pregame routine um big mobility person with our trainer I always go through the mobility that's kind of optional but I feel like it helps me so much and then everyone kind of has their own little um you know habits and tricks and stuff uh before every game I have to solve my Rubik's Cube in under under three minutes so I'll be in my stall and I'll be kind of gets my brain firing gets my fingers so like I look at the time and once it says like it's like a number. I think it's like we go out at 38. And so I think at like 42, I'm like, and then I'm ready to go. up. (laughs) I used to do that back when I played uh, junior hockey, I used to have to finish a game of solitaire before I left my hotel or my, (laughs) my billets house. And then everyone thought I was weird, but it's just, it's just, it's so like, it's I don't know how it even started but I love those things like it just kind of gets your brain and you're also not thinking so intensely about the game and getting like way in your head or something it can kind of just give you something to fidget with and stay loose then once you go out have a good warm-up so I started doing that last year and then <laughs> yeah I can't get I can't break it like I, I have to have my Rubik's Cube with me on the road on the bus <laughs> like I just have to be playing with it <laughs> What's the best thing about uh, going to school and playing hockey in Boston? Oh, I, I'd say the atmosphere in Boston, like the student atmosphere um, is so, is so fun. And like Northeastern, um, we're so grateful to have, like we have uh, the dog house is what they call it. Like they're a student section self-proclaimed and they have, you know, signs made for every single player, every game, they bring the signs out um for the men's and women's team and like there's just a dedicated doghouse section and it makes the building Mathis arena where we play like it feels electric and it's really cool because a lot like a lot of schools don't really have that and like a lot of schools like you know they don't really care for their student athletes a, a whole bunch um but to see like other students actually taking time out of their day to come and support us like I think it's a reason why we've been really successful honestly like I have to give them a lot of credit because I know it it really energizes us throughout the year. And they come to away games. Like oh, we nice. played Yale in like the regional finals for NCAA. And, you know, we had a bus of students come three hours away just to support us, even outside of Boston. So it carries with us. And I just know how grateful we all are. St. Patty's Day. What's that like? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that one's a little crazy. Yeah, there's a, there's a couple... There's a couple holidays in Boston that get a little wild. St. Patrick's Day and Marathon Monday. Yeah, those those are uh, some pretty scary days <laughs> down in Boston. <laughs> Is that on your bucket list bus to spend St. Patrick's Day in Boston? Yeah, actually it is. It's one of those draft tournaments I want to go to. 
it's it's crazy i think actually we just missed it because we were traveling home from uh minnesota duluth last or this spring so i think we all missed her maybe we just gotten back that night but i remember a bunch of my teammates were so bummed because they just love st patrick's day <laughs> in boston it's a time it's a time for sure pre-game tunes now what are, what are some of your pre-game tunes to get you uh pumped up for the game oh i'm a big uh like classic rock. Like I, I actually like classic rock. I like ACDC. I like Aerosmith. I, I like like a bunch of old, even if I don't even know the names of the bands, I put on a classic rock playlist and I'll be familiar <laughs> with the song, but not the band. And I'm just, you know, I love, I love old school music. I, not really a big rap. Maybe sometimes like if someone's playing it in the locker room, like I'm like bumping my head to it, but yeah, mainly old old music kind of gets me fired up what about like today's stuff like a lot of the younger younger athletes like like techno and like stuff the techno like that and, yeah. uh, it, not really like sometimes if there's like a soundcloud mix on like sometimes that's like all right like i can this is this is good but then i even like in the gym like when i'm training or before games like, i'm just old old hits like I think my dad, my my grandpa, like up, like growing up, it was always just old, like classic rock, country rock, like just old good, especially country, like George Strait, Tim McGraw, like all that stuff. I love that stuff. Same here, Bush. Same, same Bush for Bush. Bush likes his old yeah. rock. So yeah, I do. Oh, I love it. All right. Your dad, Rocky Thompson, is an assistant coach of the Philadelphia Flyers. How big of an influence was he in your hockey career? Oh, like everything. I mean, I think he had me in skates before I could walk properly. <laughs> um, all of my siblings. But um, no, he, he's been, he's like, I can't even say again, like he's been tremendous with me and my sister and brother. Um, all, all of the kids that played hockey growing up, like he put in so much time into us and developing us and we'd have hockey schools growing up like when I was you know just as young as I can remember we were doing hockey schools and we had Rocky Hockey and uh, Shore Park <laughs> and even on the res in Hobima which is now called a uh, mask cheese but we had hockey schools growing up and it was it was like one of my favorite memories um but yeah he even now like to this day like me and my sister go out on the ice with him we're skating you know an hour and a half every day just like the three of us like doing skills and doing one-on-ones angling and just the little details and having him be an NHL coach and have that resource to me. Like I'm so lucky just to have it in my house, in my backyard, like going to the rink, you know? Um, and, and Philly has been amazing. Like we, we use the rink, the gym, and we have all the resources right here. And like, just to have an organization that like is so welcoming to the families and everyone, like we can just, we literally hop on the ice every single day, like, and then just come home. And it's kind of how the days go in the summer, but, um, you know, it's been awesome. Growing up, um, what, who, or what was your, who was your favorite NHL team? Oh, Edmonton Oilers for sure. I just think cause we were right there. Like I was, I was always an Edmonton fan. <laughs> always. Yep. Bush is a big Edmonton Oilers fan too. So hardcore. I pity you guys. <laughs> I mean, 
just because we that that's like the closest to home like that's where I spent the most time was in Sherwood Park or even in Calgary and but Edmonton like I'm always I'm always diehard oil be <laughs> my oilers right yeah exactly <laughs> uh Cindy Daniels how uh she was a past guest she was mm-hmm. uh you played underneath her when she was uh assistant coach at Harvard how big of an influence was Sid to you oh my gosh if there is like one woman who I could like emulate myself like character wise and everything wise after it would be Sid like she was my rock at Harvard she she was such a knowledgeable coach and her being um you know not that much older than all of us like she's still you know in her 20s and so she's not significantly older like and also having played there um and now you know when she was a coach there she was someone that a lot of us could you know relate to and trust because she had those similar experiences um but I look up to her in more ways than you know anyone could even imagine and and um she's she's such a strong female and like what she does for um you know indigenous peoples and how she's now paving the way for females in the sport of hockey in winnipeg being you know the first female scout there and um i look up to her in in, in so many ways um and she's someone who will, will be you know now that i don't play under her and i can you know see her more as a friend than like a coach and authority mm-hmm. figure she's someone who i'm going to be friends with you know for the rest of my life for sure uh, you mentioned earlier, do you go shopping for your food and everything? Is, are you Walmart or are you Target? Yeah, we like asking that question because yeah. like up here in Canada, you know, we don't have, you don't have Target. Target anymore, right? No. Yeah. So, <laughs> and it, the food, like when you go to like a super center Walmart in the U.S., it's totally different compared to Canada. So right? different. So. I'm, oh, that's a tough one. I live... <laughs> I live right by a Target, like walking distance to a Target. Oh, so jealous. <laughs> well, I think maybe for food, I might be more Walmart because the Target where I'm at is more of like home goods, clothes, like accessories. Like they have yeah. everything and they're awesome for that. But the Walmart Supercenter and my, like where I'm at, I think is better for food and has more food options. Hit or miss though. Like yeah. some I think maybe Walmart for food, but Target is so like I could spend hours in Target. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe here I miss Target. Yeah, I'm surprised they discontinued it and can't like it is like every female's dream in the states. So I was shocked (laughs) they didn't do as well in Canada. Advice: What advice would you give uh, young, young, young athletes, young hockey players who are like 15, 16, 17 years old? Yeah, um, I'd say if you, you know, are female or a male or you just want to get to the next level, whether that be, you know, in the CHL or, or NCAA, anywhere really. But from a D1 athlete standpoint, I'd say just um, have confidence in yourself and really trust and respect the process and know that I'm a firm believer in like everything truthfully does happen the way it's supposed to. Um, and if you're just putting your best foot forward and working you know, as hard as you can every single day, then good things are gonna, you know, come to those who who really work for it. So never get discouraged, I would say as well, because, you know, there's going to be days and times where you feel like you're doing so much and nothing's really, you know, happening the way you want it. But um, time is everything. And I think with time, things just get sweeter and, and your path starts to unravel a lot um, more clear. And, um, you know, I just think, 
also to never forget why you're doing what you're doing. Like always know your love of the game and, and have a why. And if at some point it's just eating you alive and it's not even fun anymore and it's doing more harm than good, then it's totally okay to reevaluate, you know, your hobbies and what you're doing. But just, I'd say always remember your love for the sport and let that kind of take you and guide you into the future. Um, a lot of the times... Uh, the youth always like asking uh, the guests, like, what kind of stick and skates do you use? Uh, a lot of, like, D1 players have custom-made sticks and whatnot. So what kind of uh, specs are on your twigs? Yeah, so I was Bauer. I was using a Flylight, and I loved it. And then Northeastern's a CCM school, so now I'm using a Trigger. Um, it's pretty similar. Not, like, I think Bauer is a little bit more whippier, so I actually went down and flex. From last year, I was using 65. Went down this summer. And I think I'm going to stick with a 55 um, P28 uh, trigger. Nice. And it's whippy. And it's nice. And going down and flex. I'm like, <laughs> why didn't I do this? <laughs> Either I got, like, so much stronger in, like, a month. <laughs> or, like, now I'm, like, it's, like, whipping off my stick. I'm like, why did I, like, not do this earlier? But. Yeah, going down. If if here's a trick, if you feel like your shot is so bad, go down and flex. That's, That's the funny crazy. thing because like with me, and I'm sure Bush can agree. Like the older we get, like the higher our flex goes. Yeah, right? so it happens. <laughs> I feel I was... like now more and more like younger generations want like the whippiest, lightest sticks yeah. ever. Yeah, yeah. That's for and, me for sure right now. And we're old school because like. Growing up, we had the wooden stick, so we're used to that really <laughs> stiff. Curve that looks yeah, like this. yeah, yeah. Much, yeah. Yeah. Curve, yeah. So yeah, we're used to that really hard, like the stick that doesn't flex. So I think now mm-hmm. ninety we have ninety five. I think mine's one hundred and five. Oh. My flex. Yeah. That's insane. And it's I like used a- to, yeah, I used to yeah, use no. a one ten flex. No, my no, my Sherwood's one hundred two or one hundred five. Yeah, the one I just bought. I just don't oh. like a whippy stick though, like an eighty-five flex. I just can't get used to it. Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> oh, I'm the opposite. I needed to go down to feel like I had any sort of power. Um, <laughs> 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 uh, you're on a two-on-one. What what are you gonna do? Oh. If you're uh, if if you have the puck, you're going down. You you're on a two-on-one, and the defenseman's kind of leaning towards the open your open winger do you shoot or you try to pass oh i'm gonna shoot if he's if he's he or she is playing my my passing lane and taking that away i'm shooting every time hopefully it goes in if not (laughs) get a rebound if not then both of us are going to the net but if they're if anything my coaches and my dad are like sometimes team first is taking thought (laughs) don't don't you don't have to to pass it every time like sometimes you know being selfless is the most selfless play (laughs) (laughs) true that's very true uh before we uh, end the interview we always finish the interviews with our past guests with uh five questions that we called five rapidness questions you ready yeah uh this might not be kind of off for you because you're gluten-free and two of the questions have to do (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> with flour and bread so. okay. but we'll we'll, we'll ask anyways we'll try yeah. okay first we'll question baked or fried bannock <laughs> before okay. you went gluten-free 
no uh or do you cheat once in a while and have a piece of bannock if it's made available Emma makes the meanest bannock and i don't know if she fries it or bake i think she fries it she makes the meanest bannock i have a really funny story one time my she my grandma my papa went to go see my boyfriend because they were playing in tri-city and my cousin deegan is there and i get like a snap or a picture from my boyfriend my grandma bought the whole bus like loads of bannock and i'm like (laughs) why does the whole WHL bus have grandpa's panic <laughs> <laughs> i was like grandma i was like what are you doing but i That's think awesome. yeah. <laughs> I uh, question number two ever use a bed sheet for a curtain or a door uh definitely probably a curtain 100%. <laughs> like we don't have the blackout blinds like we <laughs> a uh question number three this is i guess it might be to a different era of music but have you ever seen Ernest Munias live in concert no I haven't yeah he's no. more of a he's more of a, like a Manitoba Saskatchewan area guy so I need yeah to. I, need to, I need to go to more concerts in general I can't remember the last time I've even been to a concert <laughs> uh question number four Bannock Burger or Indian Taco Indian tacos. Again with, Indian, yeah, tacos. Indian tacos. Indian nice. tacos all day. That is a staple in my yeah. grandparents' household. Uh, fifth and last question. Can you jig? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what your uncle said. I can't remember if he said he could or not. Do you remember, Bush? I can't remember oh, now. I can't remember either. I gotta... Uncle Jeremy, he is so funny. i i need to find his podcast episode and listen to it yeah he's a we had a lot of laughs really really great guy but yeah i can't remember what his uh answer was for that question so funny (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah thanks i almost called you taz i (laughs) just thanks taz for uh coming on the show we really uh appreciate you taking the time of uh, oh, out of your you busy so summer schedule to come join us and talk some hockey. No, oh, I had so much fun. Thank you, guys. All right. Thank you. And uh, take care and all the best in your upcoming hockey season and your studies, well, of course. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward. I'm going to listen to more episodes. I can't <laughs> yeah, wait. Do it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks. And now uh, okay. we'll talk to you again. Thanks, guys. Okay. Bye. See you, Taze. Yeah. Bye. Hey guys, Hi. welcome back. Hi, welcome back. <laughs> welcome back from our interview with Taze. Fuck, yeah. again, I almost wanted to call her Taz. I'm sorry, uh, Taze. I yeah. apologize. Her name is spelled T-A-Z-E or yes. Zine for you Americans. T-A-Z-E. I don't know where Taz comes out of that, but I just can't read or spell. But or So yeah, great interview. That'd be she'd be another uh, like a import, a good import for the Freddy. Yep, absolutely. So, but yeah, thanks again, Taze, for uh, coming on the show and hanging around with us for a bit. We really appreciate. Um. Okay, before we go to our our Res Hockey Top Five for this week, um, there is a post on Facebook. I won't name the person's name but this kind of uh it kind of hit it didn't hit a nerve but it kind of just made me think and resonate okay this post on 
post. I won't name the name the person who wrote this post on Facebook. Um, he wrote or they wrote. <laughs> just give it away. Wait, is, is it mine? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Bush wrote the things <laughs> about <laughs> the Bush wrote the things about pretendians. If, oh, I saw that. They will never be seen as ceremony, cultural events, or frontline making a stand or anywhere in Indian country. The only time pretendians will be will be seen or heard of is when they when they are taking all the funding, grants, scholarships, gigs, and employment from indigenous people. Um and what made me think is a lot of times and I just want to add to it, just, it, this includes sporting events. Um, there's a lot of people who are indigenous, but they don't, like this person said, they, they won't go to ceremonies, cultural events, or frontline, or really admit that they're indigenous, but they, they'll want to play on these. They want to go to these res hockey tournaments. They want their kids to uh, play these res tourneys and, and so forth. I and I and I do agree with this person that says when it comes to sports, um, right? Because yeah, I think a part of a part of these res tourneys, like why I love going to these res tourneys, playing hockey in these tourneys, is the interactions, all the laughing. You you meet new people. You meet you see old friends. Um, like you go to Dakota Fest in uh, Brandon, Manitoba. They have a powwow. They have uh, traditional jigging, step dancing, tr- uh, traditional bingo. They have a lot of things that represent the indigenous culture. And sometimes you, a lot of, lately you get a lot of these people who identify themselves only when it matters that they're indigenous. And it kind of bugs me, rubs me the wrong way that these people only claim to be indigenous just to say, okay, I'm going to play on this hockey team and my kids are going to play on this team, but they just, they don't away from the ice away from the game of hockey and other sports. They don't claim that indigenous identity. It, it, it bugs me. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I just, it really, that post really made me think and just I totally agree with it. And um a lot of pretending pretendians have been uh, happening lately. Musicians, uh lawyers and uh professors at university college and universities, they're getting called out and they're getting, I guess, caught. They're getting caught with their yeah. all their all their lies and Oh, that actress that you don't like anymore. Oh, yeah, that actress off of uh, Yellow Yellowstone. Something, something on Paramount Plus. Yeah. Which one's that again? Yeah, it's Yellowstone. Yeah. I mean, there's so many, so many other kids that like spots that they're taken away from like other kids, right? Where, but what can you do? Is there something? That or tournament organizers or managers of hockey teams, sports teams can do to stop this, or like, is it the parents' fault? There's so many questions that I have, and it's really frustrating. And 
it just it grinds my gears like all of a sudden this person like say this person growing up they never they didn't like indigenous people but knowing they were indigenous and they had no part of any activities or didn't want to associate with indigenous people but once they f- found out that they are all of a sudden they 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 want their kids to just play hockey and take and get all these scholarships and stuff like that and even though they don't associate as being indigenous or having anything to do with the culture or or anything else about being indigenous like is that like i don't know i think i'm kind of blobbing but but you know what i mean right where i'm getting yeah. getting that yeah like what like what can we do to stop like can we stop that or i mean uh, the most we can do is call them out as soon as we see it like that's really i think that's all we can and then make an example of them of say uh Oh, so you're indigenous. Say you want to, there's a protest. Do you want to come help me? I mean, like, uh, call them all. Like, like say, uh... a, we won't <laughs> mention names, but there is a family here in Kenora that, that you know and I know. And all of a sudden, like, they never ever like associated with us or they never mentioned that they were indigenous. Then all of a sudden, we see their daughter playing hockey at the Freddy. And saying, oh, yeah, I'm Métis. And like out of the blue and out of nowhere, they're saying that they're in, they're in indigenous. And I mean, like before, they never wanted to be friends. They didn't know, like, wouldn't even say hi to us. But all of a sudden, their kid's indigenous now, and they just want. And one of the main reasons why they're saying it is just for their kid to take advantage of all the, all the grants and other shit that comes along with being indigenous right so it and when i heard that when i seen her that kid playing i kind of it's like what the fuck is going on you know what i mean i really hate when there's working professionals doing that i that really really irritates me to no end so but i don't know i think it's you can't say no because they're claiming and they have the right the proper paperwork to say they're indigenous so we can't really say no you can't come play right but it's Mm -hmm. just just like that status is like yeah but the the really like that whole shit with uh with uh the the flames that called the goalie out thing that really pisses me off about that is they fucking they were gonna use him knowing that he wasn't even in he had no lineage in him yeah, no bloodline, nothing. Almost some, but when he went to play with someone else with our brothers, that he he, he pretty much lied to Wacy and yeah. everybody. He he lied to Wacy. He said, "Yes, I'm. I got status card. Yes, I'm proved." And then uh, they called him out. Uh, can you prove it? Like he, he just like that irritates me because he Wacy, you know, all those boys they trusted this this man and he, and it oh, just fucking irritates me, so, angers me to know end. Yeah, like it just, it's just. I mean, like like indigenous people, we are people who welcome er- anyone and everyone into our group, yeah. right? We are, we no matter what, we will walk welcome you into our circle. So it's it's a, uh, I don't know, it's a uh, a black and white area, like a, uh, you know what I mean? It's yeah. There's 
a lot of do's, but there's a lot of don'ts. But I just, I mean, I just wish people that are just in it for the scholarships, the grants, uh, for the sports, just walk, just learn our culture, learn, yeah. learn our history. Um, if you're Inuit or Métis or First Nations, yeah, learn the history, learn, learn, learn our culture. It's a beautiful. Everyone has a beautiful culture. Um, just, just learn it and just be a part of. I was combing my beard again. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that, but I, I was in the zone, man. I know. Well, I have to <laughs> get you out of the zone because you're. <laughs> but just, everyone's gonna welcome you no matter what. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean. If you, we're not gonna say no. You can't be part of our circle. You can't, you can't do this no. with the culture. You can't learn it. Just embrace it, like like a lot of indigenous people already do. So, um, learn. Yeah, like I just said, just learn. The best you can do is is just learn from people and and learn to love our culture and our our uh, identity. But uh, but yeah. I'm just blabbing on now. So, whoo! I get tired <laughs> after these uh, these rants, ranting raves. Your emotion, your emotion. <laughs> Trev's ranting rave. Yeah, res hockey ranting rave for this week. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> with that being said, I totally <laughs> forgot about our res hockey top five. This week's res hockey top five. Uh, it's summertime. Uh. With summertime, there's a lot of concerts going on throughout North America and throughout Turtle Island. And uh, so this week's Reds Hockey Top 5, Top 5 concerts that I've been to. Uh, Bush has a list. I have a list. Uh, I'll say my list first. Yes, please. <laughs> Just Bush is still making his list. Uh, number 5, Black Sabbath. I saw Black Sabbath in Winnipeg. Um, Ozzy Osbourne. Tony Ioni, like man, these guys were, these guys were awesome. Uh, Ozzy, these guys were still in their seventies, but they were still awesome, man. I mean, we all grew up listening to the Black Sabbath, War Pigs, Paranoid. Like these guys were one of the, the one of the bands that really started it off for like that classic rock and roll. So Black Sabbath is my number five. Number four is probably my favorite punk band. Uh, it's the offspring. I saw offspring maybe like five, six times, but every concert was, is awesome. Um, I grew up listening to the offspring. Um, their first, well, one of their second or third album was smashed back in 93. And that's when I fell in love with offspring. So that's my number four, number three, Metallica. I love these guys. Uh, I've been to their concert last the last time they were in Winnipeg, I uh, saw Bush there, yep. passed out in the corner along the boards. <laughs> I tried to kick him. He wouldn't wake up. That's my memory of that last Metallica concert, <sighs> Bush being hammered. But yeah, who who can't go wrong with, you can't go wrong with Metallica. No. Uh, number two is all from my uh, country brothers and sisters. I'll put Morgan Wallen. Uh, so Morgan Wallen at Country Fest, no, Country Thunder last year outside Regina. Went with my son Nick and frick, that was an awesome concert. Yeah, I bet. 2 a.m. at a Broadway bar. Yeah, okay, yeah, keep going. And I uh, can't wait to see Morgan Wallen again in September. That's yeah. gonna be awesome. 
For sure, yeah. I got to get my plaid shirt. I got to go to Valley Village and look for a plaid shirt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, number one on my list for the top five concerts that I've been to, ACDC. Can't go wrong with those those guys, man. Um, I've been to a couple of their tours and every concert was awesome. Uh, Angus Young, Malcolm, the late Malcolm Young, Brian Johnston, Phil Rudd, man, those guys, are, those guys are classics. They're a legend. So yeah, that's my list. My top five, my Red Hockey top five concerts that I've been to. Black Sabbath, The Offspring, Metallica, Morgan Wallen, ACDC. I got like uh, country, rock, punk. It's a, it's a good mix. What's your uh, top five? Okay, I'm in, uh, I'm gonna throw you for a loop with my number one. Uh oh, yeah, yeah. I say it's Cindy Lauper. <laughs> my top, this these are my top five uh, bands that I have seen in concerts that I have seen live. Doug and the Slugs. <laughs> the Nor- the Northern Pikes. Oh, you're close. <laughs> Fred Mitchell and Freebird. No, not quite. Okay, 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 go ahead. Five, um, ACDC. Well, I went another ball Why breaker tour. Number five, in, man. In 90, in, I went another ball breaker tour in in, uh, in 1995, the Winnipeg Arena. Ooh, I'm not. Not not, the... not not the Canada Life Center people, but uh, the old fucking Winnipeg oh, Arena. Yeah, you're where... old, man. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Did you ever go to the one at Winnipeg Stadium? I think it was. Uh... Uh, no, I didn't. No, that was a good one. Funny story about that one. I'll okay. I'll tell you a quick story. Yeah. I was uh, I was on the floor and we were standing up around the beer gardens or where they were selling the beer. I guess there was a section up where you weren't allowed to go in, and there was cops standing there. And a w- woman, she was really intoxicated. She tried to go past the cops over the the line and go in that section, and the cops said no. So the other cop grabbed this woman. This woman kicked kicked the cop in the balls. The cop goes <laughs> down. So the other cop pulled out his taser and tased the shit right out of that woman. And she was like laying on the ground, just fucking. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how many volts you get when you get tased, but I guess it made the Winnipeg newspaper the next day, and she got charged and she was thrown in in jail. That's my uh, ACDC <laughs> Winnipeg story. Go ahead. <laughs> So the the point of the story is to listen to the cops. Yeah, don't kick them in the balls. <laughs> ACDC, uh, Ball Breaker Tour '95. Um, they did not play Thunderstruck that that concert. No, way. no. but they That's... but they finished off with the usual for those about to rock. Yeah, they always do and that. Uh, people were looking at me. I guess they never seen ACDC. They they looked at me and I was covering my ears really fucking tight and because you know because they because uh, they yeah. do all those cannons that just blow their yeah. blow everything off. <laughs> so, anyways, at number four, um, their last tour in Winnipeg, Metallica. When I saw you at 2019, I've seen them in Winnipeg in early when I was in high school, '91, oh, and then when I wasn't when, when I was in Bemidji State, they did the load to reload tour in uh, 97 in the twin cities. That was a cool concert, but the, but the one who the, but the one they did in Winnipeg in 19 was awesome. The Metallica or was that 18, 2018 or 19. I can't remember. I can't. Uh, I think it was 18, 18. Yeah. Now for those of you that don't know me, uh, I, I, one of my bucket lists is to go 
down to Louisiana and listen to blues in those old cigar lounges, right? So when he came to when he toured Canada years ago, I had to go. Uh, it was Johnny Lang. No way, really? Yeah, so I'm at the Walker really? Theater, man. Holy man, he's a one man show. He'll totally blow your mind with the with the stuff that he puts out there, his musicianship and everything. He's a brilliant, brilliant artist and talented musician. And on that note, um, they're not really they're not together anymore. Uh, but they toured when uh, the Bijou was up and running. They're called the 24th Street Whalers. They're from Halifax. There's a nice, nice, gorgeous blues band sound. They're, holy crap. They're really, really good. Oh, no, I never heard of them. Yeah. No, they're uh, they're like, they didn't really make it uh, into like YouTube hits or anything. They just did the touring circuit. They have iTunes band. Check them out. I, if you like the blues, they're guaranteed you'll like this music. And this one. Is like I said, I'm gonna throw you for a loop. Honest to God, the best performance I've ever seen in my life is Phantom of the Opera. Oh yeah, true. I yeah. Would, uh, I'll give you that one. Because I I played in the high school uh, band. I did a I did I played band all geek. three. <laughs> I played the alto, tenor, and baritone sax. So I was I got pretty good at them. So, uh, I started on the clarinet. So we started. So we played the Phantom of the Opera in one of our one of our warm-up pieces. And then when they, when they found out the opera came through to Winnipeg with Colin Wilkinson, probably arguably the best opera voice ever. Uh, I, I, we had to go. It was really, really yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh yeah. I'm pretty shocked on your number one. Another story, <laughs> grade nine music class. I, I got stuck playing the clarinet <laughs> and I sucked at it. I wasn't really made to play the clarinet and yeah. Uh, a classmate was sitting beside me and I stood up beside that person and I put the clarinet right in that person's ears. Like, listen to this. I'll play you, play you a song. And I just started blowing the clarinet in that person's ear and this making a really <laughs> awful ruckus. And uh, my music teacher was Mr. Jack and he got mad at me and he called my parents on me for doing that. <laughs> so that was my uh, classical music yeah. history there <laughs> playing the clarinet in grade nine. But yeah, that's a pretty good good list. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, yeah, that's a top five concerts we went to. Yeah. Um, power went out yesterday for a yeah, bit today. Yeah. So the first thing I did, I'm sure every person on the res does this. When the power went out yesterday, the first thing I did, I went to go look across the street to see if the my neighbor's lights were on. I'm like. Is it a res thing that we get so worried that it's like, oh shit, did they cut off my my power, my hydro, because I didn't pay the bill? Did you do that too when the power went off yesterday? You looked across the street and yeah, kind you, of your neighbor's uh, lights were on. Yep. <laughs> I was like, oh man, I thought I paid it. But the weird thing is, my Wi-Fi was working, but not my power. It's like, okay, I guess I paid my Wi-Fi, but are you? Are you piggybacking your neighbor's wife? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Better check. But yeah, it's funny that that's the first thing niche people do. Yeah. Uh, we check our neighbors to see if our lights, if their lights were on. <laughs> but yeah, the, our, our power went off for like ten minutes. But still, within yeah. the first two minutes, I was looking out the windows, like looking around. I was scared. <laughs> So I text him. He go. I he texts me. He says, "What are you doing?" 
And then I can't remember what I said. And then he, he talked Trevor goes, I'm just sitting there in the dark. I said, what do you said the dark for? <laughs> yeah. Just like I, my lights didn't breathing the, existing. Like when the power came back on, my lights didn't come on. So I was oh. sitting there in the dark, just <laughs> waiting for the power to come on and Bush texted to say, yeah, the power's back on. <laughs> yeah. We had a good laugh. And I, uh, I text Bush too right away. He's like, Hey, is your uh, is your power <laughs> off too? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just really resy. But so yeah, we had a good laugh. Uh, anything else before we uh, we skedaddle? I don't believe so. I'm good. You're good. Well, uh, yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't forget to go to manscape.com to get twenty yeah. percent off. Uh, your order. Along with free worldwide shipping when you use the code Res Hockey, so uh, it's it's uh, it's for either male or female. So mm-hmm. buy one of their kits, support them, support us by supporting you. Yeah, so it's like a it's like a circle, a circle of life, I guess you could say. Yeah, sure, we can, we'll go that way. We'll go that way. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, thanks for uh, hanging out with us. Thanks for joining us uh, again on Res Hockey, episode number 91. We're coming almost to 100. Yeah. So, uh, oh, yeah, I just wanted to mention uh, Zach Whitecloud got the date, the day that he'll be getting the Stanley Cup. Um, I'm trying to look on my phone. When is it again, Bush? Oh, never mind. I see it. August. <laughs> August 23rd, which is a August 23rd is a Wednesday. So Bush and I will be going to Dakota Sioux, Sioux Valley, Verdon, and Brandon to go uh, Mm -hmm. hang out with Zach Whitecloud, his family, his friends, and and the communities that helped him get to Vegas and win the cup. So we're looking forward to that. Episode okay, this is episode 91. One, two, six, seven. Episode 100. We should do a, a, a draw just for everyone for all 100 shows is a really big, uh, a big yeah. deal, a big milestone. So maybe we'll uh have a draw. Maybe we'll get a white uh Zach White Cloud signed jersey and give it away. Mm, oh, yeah, that'd be good. Um, or unless we get a Dennis Major jersey and give that away. Well, there's that. We still haven't given away your freaking Winwell stick yet. <laughs> no, maybe we'll do that at this point. <laughs> maybe we'll do the, the game used Dennis Major Winwell stick signed, and we'll do yeah. uh, Zach Whitecloud Las Vegas signed jersey uh, yeah. for our hundredth episode and do a giveaway. Or do you want a Dennis Major eight by ten signed signed uh, photo? See, there's there's options available. Hey, we should uh, get our you know that one photo when we played in that North American uh, yeah. tournament. There's that nice. Oh, uh, we'll get one. Yeah, but we had the what's his name's face photoshopping, photobombing us. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unless we crop them out and edit, photo edit it. But yeah, well, we'll think of something. Along those lines, but for sure we'll get you. Well, uh, we're gonna give away as a prize for our hundredth episode. Maybe, yeah, Zach Whitecloud signed jersey or something like that. Yeah. Something cool, uh, just for our uh, 
for us being thankful for you guys joining us all the time and uh, encouraging and supporting the show. So something to think about for us, for Bush and I, and if you guys have any ideas of what we can maybe raffle or give away, shoot us a message. Yeah, please. Ooh, that's another, <laughs> I gotta get in shape, man. I gotta start walking and or start doing something, uh, man. I, I go for walks every day. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta stop start eating healthy too. Like freak at least I've been because we got traveling. that tournament coming up. Yeah, we have a hockey tournament August long weekend. So but yeah, uh with that being said, thanks for joining us for episode 91. We really appreciate you hanging out with us and shout outs to my brother Sean. He's probably sitting on his arse right now working, uh earning those big bucks, just doing nothing. So, yeah, shout out to all the the workers that work at the mines. Uh, they like listening and tuning in to our show. So, what's up, guys? Uh, keep working hard and share some money. I know you guys are rich working <laughs> those mines. So, send us some money, guys. Um, buy some manscape products. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, play some Lotto Max. It's up to sixty million this 60 Friday. Million. So. I'm playing it. I so play numbers here, for $6 and I win the $6 quick pick. So I got a question I posed to you. You're not keeping all 60 million. You, you, you're giving this to some of your immediate family, right? So how yeah. much are you, how much are you alone left with? Do you think? If I was going to win the 60 million, like I'd, after you give some to your family, family, to, friends, like kids, uh, blah, blah, blah. Then I'll probably donate a shitload of it. Maybe like 60 bucks. You and... get... <laughs> I'd probably, Get a tax around, <laughs> I'd probably have probably around 59 million oh, <laughs> you generous this 200,000 just giving away yeah. to everyone I don't know I'd probably give half away like what the fuck are you going to yeah. do with 60 million yeah I know there's so many food banks and hospital charities that mm-hmm. I, I would give because it's always there's people less fortunate than us yeah. right so I would probably give maybe a third of it to charity. Like, I I'm think, gonna... uh, yeah, I think after I give away stuff, I think I'm left with about for myself, pocket change and stuff. I think I'm left with about 10 million. But the thing is, like, I, I would just like, live, like off the, live off the, what you, what you would call it, live the off interest. the interest. That's the word. I'd love off the interest, man. You really don't need to touch it. No, 60 million. I mean, the Powerball, that's over half a billion dollars now in the US. Yeah. When I, I was talking to a coworker at work, I asked if he was going to the States before Friday because the jackpot's at $650 million. When I went to Minneapolis three three weeks ago, I bought a, a $15 ticket and I won 20 bucks. So oh, I profited five go. bucks. So I left it at that. But yeah, <laughs> play the lottery. You never know what's going <clears> to, <throat> what your uh, outcome yeah. will be. So. But anyways, uh, yeah, we're blabbing right. again. Yep. Uh, thanks for joining us. We'll see you guys next week. Take care of each other. Love each other and respect each other. So see you again. Peace. Peace.